Hello everyone, this is Jennifer Bryant and welcome to the Practical Family Podcast where we are building strong foundations and healthy homes. Hello and welcome to the Practical Family Podcast. We are in episode 40 today and it's a special episode because we're at the beginning of summertime. What should be rest and relaxation is not the case for a lot of families, especially when you have kids and they're out of school for the summer or done with homeschool and you are just looking for things for them to do. Well, whether you stay at home with your kids or you plan activities for them, today's topic is going to be especially relevant relevant to the family, maybe even the individual mama or dad who finds a hard time resting. Today's topic is all about Sabbath rest and how God calls us to do that. And you may be thinking to yourself, how in the world am I going to rest with all these kids running amok? Well, today we're inviting back a good friend of mine, Sarah Coons. She's the founder of Living by Design Ministries, and Sarah is going to talk to you about how she discovered rest for her family, and how pressing into God's Word and understanding Sabbath in a different way really has impacted her life. So join me in my conversation with Sarah Coons from Living by Design Ministries. Sarah, welcome back to the Practical Family Podcast. It feels like forever, but we've been in touch since our last broadcast. How have you been, girlfriend? Oh, well, life has been full, as I'm guessing you can imagine, and I'm just so excited. You know, one of the best things about doing podcast interviews is making new friends, and it's been such a joy to stay connected with you and Practical Family and just see how our paths are kind of walking alongside each other now. It's so much fun. It is fun. I absolutely love everything you're doing with Living by Design, and the the biggest change that's happened since we were last on the air together was that you actually went forward with making this a nonprofit. Tell us about that update real quick. Yeah, sure. It was kind of a scary thing. It was a big unknown thing for us, but we decided about August of 2017 to become a nonprofit, and it took three or four months to get into place. And as of January 2018, we were operating as a nonprofit with a board of directors and a lot of those things, just really getting a structure in place because this ministry has grown and people are hungry for the word of God, especially women. And they are looking for ways to get into Bible study in ways that fits in their fast paced, hectic lifestyles. Mm -hmm. And so as we've continued to provide free online Bible studies, the ministry was just getting too big for one person to carry on their shoulders. And that one person happened to be me. So I put up my little white flag and I said, I need help. And the nonprofit ministry model was really a good fit for us. And it's been such an incredible blessing as we've invited a board of directors in and all also our support team, and we have a, a really great volunteer staff now of people that are helping us with this mission of uh, delivering free online Bible studies to inboxes. And so I just feel incredibly blessed um, that we were able to make this transition, and God has just been so faithful to us throughout the process. Oh, that's so great to hear. I loved following your last study, Wisdom Whispers, based on the life of King Solomon. And that was so inspiring for me in, in my life, even running Practical Family, and really seeking the Lord specifically on 
wisdom for topics that families really need right now because on my own I mean we can think of a thousand different things to write about on a family-based website but really it's the wisdom that parents need to parent their kids in a way that reflects and glorifies the Lord it's so important and that's exactly what you are doing to inspire women um, at Living by Design Ministries so I love the way that you've set this up you have a new Bible study coming, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, it's all about Sabbath rest. Now, can you explain where Sabbath rest comes into our lives, not just as women, as mothers, but as families, and why does God call us to that? Well, you know, Sabbath rest is something that was not even on my radar a few years ago. And I am a performer and I'm a doer and I like to be busy. And I have definitely experienced the consequences of not having enough rest in my life. And when I was talking with a dear friend last summer, actually, we were on family vacation and I was asking him just for wisdom and counsel as to what we could do as a family to safeguard ourselves. Because as you know, when we were looking forward to starting a ministry and all the things that, that happen, I don't want my family to suffer because I've made this decision to do this ministry work. And so I was asking him for advice and he mentioned Sabbath rest and I was surprised because I was like, <laughs> Like, what what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> yes, I feel you. <laughs> and I, I I was like, really? And see, for me, of course, I understand I need a good night's sleep, right? Like my body kind of forces me to do that. But the idea of Sabbath rest really seemed like an outdated concept to me. It seemed like something from the Old Testament that maybe we no longer needed to do. So when I started studying it, Jennifer, I was so surprised when I reread the story of creation in Genesis, it just stuck out to me that God rested on the seventh day. And of course, we know God rested on the seventh day, right? Mm -hmm. But when you look at it and you go, well, why? Why? Why would the creator of the universe, almighty God, he has just made everything that we can see and all that we cannot see in six days. Why would he rest? And we know that he was not tired because he is God. He's almighty God. And so when I reread that looking for the answers, the only thing I could figure was that God was setting a divine example for his new creation. And so this is kind of the beginning of Sabbath rest, although it wasn't called Sabbath until later in Exodus when he um, asked the Israelites to do the Sabbath rest. It really is something that God created at the foundation of the earth, and it is a rhythm, a weekly rhythm of time. Six days you shall work, and on the seventh you rest and you enjoy the creation and your creator. And it's something that when you look at it kind of from that context, and then you see later in the Ten Commandments that he calls the Israelites to do Sabbath rest, and it's the fourth command. When you kind of look at it through that heart, you can go, oh, that makes sense. He made this a command because it's really part of his design for his people. And he demanded that they follow it because it was for their benefit and for their good. And so that's really where Sabbath rest comes from. And I think it's one of those things that can be incredibly relevant in our lives today if we can take the time to study and understand the principle itself, because God has connected so many bountiful blessings to Sabbath rest, and it's all throughout Scripture. 
Wow. Now let's talk about that specifically because I think just like just like the example of tithing, right? We don't really believe that if we let go of some of our money that God's really going to give so much more blessing back, right? So these concepts of, okay, just stop, stop what you're doing and do what instead and why? Like, how is this going to be- benefit me? How have you seen this come to fruition in your own life? Well, I do. I just want to kind of go back to the Israelites because, again, it comes to, for me, I always have to understand something before I can apply it. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people like, prove it to me, like (laughs) prove it to me that it works and then maybe I'll give it a try. And so if you look back at the Israelites, we were looking for benefits, right? The Israelites were slaves. They were slaves in Egypt for hundreds and hundreds of years before they got out into the desert and before God gave them the Sabbath command. The first time that we see it in the book of Exodus, it was when he was providing the manna in the desert, right? So he was supernaturally providing for all of their needs in the desert. And that is the first mention of Sabbath. And he said, you shall go and gather six days, but on the sixth day gather twice as much and you shouldn't gather on the seventh day. And God provided so much more for them on the sixth day, right? They gathered twice as much so that they could rest on the seventh. And so what I've seen is that God has a supernatural bounty kind of wrapped up in Sabbath rest. And when we choose to follow that principle, we experience a lot of things that when we're just running on the rat race, we'll never be able to experience in our lives. So the the blessings are definitely connected to it. And I think understanding that everything that God does doesn't always align with the world system, right? And the world system is telling us that you have to do more. You have to fill your time. You have to keep going. You have to keep up. And Sabbath rest reminds us that we are not slaves to the world system. Mm-hmm. And so in my like way of thinking of things, it's kind of like my little Christian rebellion. <laughs> Every week I stop and I still have a million things to do. And I still feel behind, right? But I say, I am not a slave to the world. And God says that I can take a day of rest each week and I'm going to take it. And there's a freedom in that where it's almost like this every week I say with my life, with how I choose to order my life and to take the time to rest, that I'm God's daughter and that this is something that he's given to me as a gift. And I'm not going to leave that on the table. I'm going to take it and I'm going to enjoy it. Wow, what a beautiful explanation of Sabbath, Sarah. I had not thought of it that way before. Daddy said I could, so I can. I'm going to do it. (laughs) It doesn't matter what anybody else says. That is cool. Oh, so so you almost have to soak it up a little bit, don't you? It's I do. Is it re- it's like revolutionary, but then again, it's been there, and it, it, it. I think that's what God's truth is, though. I always say to people when they're studying their Bibles, don't feel bad that you don't understand it all today, because you have the rest of your life mm-hmm. and then all of eternity to enjoy the beautiful principles of Scripture. But when God breaks something open before us and says, "This is how." I created you to live and you, you grasp it for the first time. Mm. It just, it just changes you. And as somebody who has been a Christian since I was four, and I don't really have that testimony of when I turned to Jesus, everything changed because I was a little kid. This Sabbath principle, I feel like is kind of like my personal testimony of how this is a truth that I received from God and it just changed absolutely everything about everything in my life. And I will never be the same now that I understand 
what it means to live my life according to God's design in this one area, which is Sabbath rest. That is so great. And it has changed you. So you said that you went from not practicing and then actively practicing. And what are you seeing now that's different in your life? So for me, it was it was an interesting progression when I started studying the Sabbath. And then I started asking myself, okay, now what am I going to do about this information that I have? And I felt really convicted, believe it or not, to set my cell phone down, actually turn my cell phone off on Sundays. Now, my family, we've chosen Sunday as our Sabbath day. It works with our family schedule. It works with our life schedule. I would say to anyone who's considering learning about the Sabbath and implementing the Sabbath to understand that that we're really looking to have a weekly time that we set aside for rest and for worship. And for me, in order to get to a place where I was really focused on rest and worship, I had to disconnect from the internet. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. I feel like unplugging, it was like I unplugged from the world and I woke up to my own life and I woke up to God. And so for me, the first step I took towards Sabbath rest was on Saturday night, turning my cell phone off and not turning it back on again until Monday. And I did this consistently. And I don't know how attached other people are to their devices, but this was like real big deal for me. (laughs) It was scary for me to like put that aside because that is my work life. That is my ministry life. That is how I connect to people. And I love people. But when I made that commitment, it felt like it opened up this place in my heart to kind of receive from God and to establish a different rhythm. And so I turned my phone off on Saturday nights and on Sundays, you know, we do church We built in some structure into our family. We're big gardeners. And so we would find that we would spend our time in the garden on Sunday, and then we'd cop out and not go to church because we were dirty and tired. (laughs) And so for us, we kind of made a few things like, we're not going to do the garden on Sunday. We're not going to do some of the other things that we do on Sunday. We're going to just create space on Sunday for downtime and for rest and for church and for fellowship and for family. So disconnecting from the internet was a big thing. And then just not really doing those things that distract me and that keep me busy. And what happens when you have a day before you that the only thing on your calendar for the day is to go to church and maybe make some food. I don't even know how to function with a day that has that much space. And so Mm -hmm. I find myself at the beginning of the day, my mind is racing and I'm fighting myself against being creative and and doing all the things that I, you know, have on my to-do list. But by the end of the day, I have just relaxed into it and I am enjoying my family and the rest and God and worship. And so I think it's one of those things that you start the process not knowing where it's going to lead you. But when when you make this commitment to create space for God and you don't even really know what he's going to do with it or how you're going to survive it, it's just this really awesome step of faith and a spiritual discipline that you learn what it feels like to stop completely. And as a woman who has a lot of things going on, I mean, I could count on one hand the times that I just had a day and if I wasn't horribly ill in bed, right, (laughs) that I stopped completely. Well, imagine, Jennifer, creating space in your life so that one day a week you actually get to slow down enough that all the things in your mind and all the things on your lists and your family and you just get to stop and enjoy each other. It's just something we don't experience very often, but we can. We can make that choice and we can experience it. And there's a huge blessing there. Mm, That sounds a lot like trust. 
Trust that <laughs> the things in my head aren't going to fall out if I stop thinking about them for a day. That's yeah. kind of the fear that I have too. As a, as a communicator, as a creative, I have words and ideas on my mind all the time. Or for a mom of young kids, you're responding to urgent things all of the time. And so mm -hmm. we get used to that rhythm, as you're calling it. This is a different rhythm of life. And what if we just tried it? What if we said, no, I can't make it to that birthday party or that gathering or get together because I need to practice resting and not responding to everyone else's emergency or everyone else's needs, especially if you're like a servant-hearted person, which is a good thing, right? But we tend to forget about ourselves in that. I can totally see that and feel that. And I love how you explained it as a time to unplug from the world and wake up to your own life and wake up to God. Like, it's kind of, it, it kind of reminds me of the Matrix. Like, we're living <laughs> in the Matrix. This is the Matrix. This is the, this is reality right here. Time with our Creator God and ourselves our, and our precious family. Everything else is like a construct that we've created to be like important or significant or something like that. That's kind of what it reminds me of is that when we mm -hmm. shut down, we're opening our eyes to reality, to the spiritual, specifically created beings that God made us. And why are we denying ourselves that? Wow. Hmm. Yes. The matrix is actually a really good um, <laughs> parallel. I don't, I didn't love that movie, but you're, you're yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. right. And I think it's an opportunity. It's a weekly, I kind of say it's a weekly opportunity for us to choose God's way over our own. Mm -hmm. It's a weekly opportunity for us to kind of just stop and, and say, hey, girl, you were created for God's glory and you are God's daughter. And God has said that you get a day off each week and you can take it. And when you take it, he will make supernatural provision for you so that you will not fall behind. And that's what we get from the Israelites in the desert. They were able to gather enough manna on the sixth day to rest on the seventh day. And I will tell you that if you try to practice the principle of Sabbath rest, you are going to have to make some significant decisions in your life about how you organize your time, how you guard that day and how you prepare for that day. So my family on Saturday night, we're doing a lot of things to be ready for the following day. And if we don't do those things, it's a lot harder for us to rest on that day. Mm -hmm. um, like for me, when the laundry is overflowing on Sunday, I struggle not to do it. And sometimes I do do it. And that's, I think the really important thing I want, I want to say here is one of the beautiful things about being God's child is that these principles are not hard and fast rules, and they don't always work the same every week, and they don't work the same for every person. But the coolest thing about Sabbath rest is, you know, it's one of those things that we can choose to take. And when we choose to take it, there is, there's just enormous benefits that come into our lives. And I think that no matter how successful we are at doing it for a full day or even just doing it for a few hours, in my opinion, for most women to stop and do nothing and to to just enjoy and sit back and disconnect once a week, even for a few hours, that's something that is new and unfamiliar for mm -hmm. us in our culture. So I think that we can take small steps towards Sabbath rest um, in our lives. And, and, and the cool thing is, is, for me at least, it was an immediate benefit. I remember the first day that I turned my phone off. I remember that first Sunday. I remember sitting out and watching my kids play and the sun was setting and I just remember going, whoa, like just, you got, I can't, whoa, what, what, 
wow, this is what it feels like to not be striving, Mm -hmm. to not be churning, to not be pushing. And as soon as you experience it, there is this sense of, wow, I have been missing out on something incredibly significant and I need to continue working at this. Mm -hmm. And even if I do it imperfectly, and even if I'm not able to always do it, I want more of this. Mm -hmm. Mm. Sarah, let's talk about that for a second. You you mentioned all of the, the glory and all of the awesomeness that we're missing when we make ourselves too busy to rest. How does a mom of young kids start to think about this concept? I mean, you gave us affirmations a couple minutes ago. Girl, remember you're his daughter. Remember this is a gift. How can a mom who's just maintaining a household of children and trying to keep up with laundry and all of that, what practical steps can she take to start preparing for this new time of life? Yeah, well, it's one of those things. Again, I'm I'm in a season of life where my kids are a little bit older. And I would say that at our stage of life, my kids love Sundays now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they love that I'm engaged and I'm there with them because I'm not taking a Sabbath rest from my family. Mm-hmm. I think that's an important thing to mention. Mm, <laughs> I'm sure. not like at a spa every Sunday taking time away from my family. So for me, I've found that Sunday, if I reorder my week so that I'm trying to have the house, at least some measure of the house put together, some measure of the laundry done. So like I said, my family on Saturday night. Okay, everybody work together. We are going to try to get the house picked up. We're going to get some of these chores done so that when we wake up Sunday morning, mom doesn't feel like she needs to do this, 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 and this. And we're all working together for that. But then we all experience the benefit. And I would tell moms, if you are like me and you are kind of attached to your phone, even in whatever season you're in, your kids are going to notice when it's not on you and that you're not looking at it. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I would say that the biggest challenge I would make to women, if the only thing you can do on the Sabbath is just disconnect from the internet, that is a huge step. And that was for me what it started as, okay? It was, I'm going to disconnect from the internet one day a week and I should be able to do this, (laughs) right? Like Mm -hmm. I should be able to just be in my life with my people one day a week. And so by doing that, do you see how that created a lot of space and it took a lot of distractions and it took a lot of things off my plate. And then I was more present for my kids. And you know, it's so funny. If I pick up my phone on Sundays, occasionally I have to for a text or whatever. My kids are on my back. (laughs) Mom, it's Sunday. But they're not on my back to get me. They're on my back because they love Sunday. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's one of those things if you focus on Sabbath being a time of rest and restoration for the whole family. And there have been a lot of Sundays where I've had to kind of live with the grading of the things that weren't done before it was Sunday, but then I'm with my family and I'm enjoying them and it makes up for it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just like, whoa, this is worth it. And so I think the idea would be to lower the standard for yourself and to say, hey, if I don't get everything done, it's okay. This is a better choice. This I'm I'm choosing the better thing by choosing to rest and be with my family. Right, right. Because again, it's a, it's a gift a promise from God. He, Daddy said it's okay, so it's okay. <laughs> like, what else could possibly be more important? And I think for a lot of us too, it takes practice. It may take a little bit stepping back from the rhythm of our lives and from here on out, practicing not making commitments on that one day, whatever day you choose, or whatever amount of time that you choose 
to just protect that. How do you see Sabbath rest reminding us of our overall purpose? Taking time each week to rest and focus on our relationship with God, it draws us into his presence like nothing else does because you're never more connected with somebody than you're when you're just you and them and there's nothing else around you. I kind of like to think of it as our family as well. You know, we're more connected to God as a family and my husband and I are really modeling that relationship in a very visible way to our children by choosing, you no, know, this is our day where we spend time as a family, where we worship God and where we enjoy him. And when you think about heaven, and what we know of heaven and what we know of God's purpose for mankind, as we've seen throughout the scripture, is that he created us for his glory and he created us to worship him. And not to worship him because we have to, but to actually choose to honor and worship him with our lives. And so setting aside a day a week and almost even being willing to pay the consequences for it, almost being willing to maybe reach our goals a little bit slower maybe not get exactly where we wanted to be, but choosing him and time with him over our to-do list and over our to-be list. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what I think our walk with God is all about. And so this Sabbath principle kind of just gives us every single week that little ding, 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 remember. Like, remember whose you are and remember why you're here and remember why you do what you do. And I want to speak to the creatives because there's been this really unique thing that has happened to me as a creative. I have gotten all my best ideas on Sunday for the last year of my life. <laughs> and so, you know, one of my standards has been, because it's hard to navigate. And, okay, so am I resting? My brain is exploding. Am I resting? And so right. for me... <laughs> For me, it's been so funny. Every study I've written in the last year, I have gotten the idea on Sunday as I have been quiet before God. And so I don't want you guys to think that I'm just laying there passively. Like the truth of the matter is, I think every big decision and every big step I've made in the past year has come because I was willing to say yes to God and put my phone away. And I know it sounds like such a small thing, but for me, it was a huge victory in my life. And then I repeat that week after week after week, and I choose him over and over and over. And because I've done that, he has changed my heart and he has revealed truth to me and he's helped me see myself more clearly, see my family more clearly, see the people I'm trying to minister to more clearly. And so one of the guiding structures I think that I've really brought into my life with Sabbath rest is that I don't create on Sundays and I also, I don't connect with people outside of my immediate circle. So I don't create and I don't connect. And so, you know, for me, if I got invited to a good friend's birthday party on the Sabbath, I'd be like, no, that's my people. I'm connecting with my people mm. in my circle. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But but I have this other people on the internet and through ministry life. And on Sunday, they don't get me. I will just speak from experience. I had a pretty clear picture of what I needed to do and how I needed to do it. And I think that he is faithful to do that for us when we are like, okay, God, how do I do this? And we're willing to obey. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think that that's really the thing that comes down to it. Are we willing to give up the things we want to do? It helps us kind of just reclaim our identity in Christ and do it on a weekly basis. And that's what Sabbath does to show us what we were created for. 
And that is the name of your new study, Reclaim the Sabbath. This study is different from your other studies. You did a wonderful overview of Ephesians and Worthy of the Calling and Wisdom Whispers on the Life of Solomon. And now that you're talking about Reclaiming the Sabbath, you are actually walking with people through a video series with only a little bit of the writing. Why did you decide to go that direction? A lot of it was just it's summertime and it's summertime for me also. And I wanted it to be a six week long study because I actually take a six week break in the summer and I rest from my blog and my writing and all of that. So I wanted this to be something that I could use to stay connected with my people when I was personally taking a little bit of time off. And the video based study has been requested many times that we do video. And this was the first time because we are a nonprofit and because we do have financial supporters that we could afford to do a professional produced video. So yeah, and it's really fun, Jennifer, because we videoed it at our home and on our property. And my husband and I, as you know, we live on 13 acres. Um, so we, are, we have a country home and there's some really sweet, sweet memories that our videographer captured of our family. This is where I learned Sabbath rest is here at my home. And so what I'm doing is I'm inviting you into my home and I'm sharing with you something that really, really changed my life. And so that's what the videos are about, building the foundation, building the relationship and help kind of inspire you to take a look, you know, take a look at this. But then we've combined it with a guided scripture reading plan. And what that means is you'll have five days, you'll have a PDF that you print and you'll do five days worth of homework, but you're not alone. The guided scripture reading plan is really me walking you through the scriptures that helped me understand Sabbath rest and also sharing some of the historical information and some of the original language that I've gathered from commentaries and other resources so that you can open the Bible and you can read something and then we can together figure out what it means for you. And so it was a really fun format because there is less words, which has been a little bit of a good break for me with my brain. On the same sense, I think that I'm really challenging people to take the next step. So my previous studies are more devotional based where I'm with you the whole time and I'm telling you kind of what I got out of the scripture. This study, I'm helping you figure out what you're getting out of the scripture. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a difference there and I'm really, really excited to see how people respond to this new format because I think it's something that we can repeat during the summer and I just think it's really um, gonna be powerful for people because they're not gonna be alone opening their Bible by themselves, but there is a, a lot more responsibility on their shoulders to understand and apply the truths and figure that out for themselves. So I think that that's going to be a fun, little, unique, different angle that we're taking with this study. Absolutely. Yes. I am so looking forward to this study. He's speaking to all of us in our individual ways about Sabbath rest. And I love that you mentioned that you take a, an intentional six week break in the summer from what you do. This is full-time ministry. So I love this message, Sarah, and I'm really looking forward to reclaim the Sabbath. This comes out June 16th, 2018. It will be up on Sarah's website, livingbydesign.org backslash Sabbath. Go and check it out. Sign up. It is totally free. That's the beauty of what Sarah does in Living by Design, that she's able to offer free online Bible studies. Well, thank you again, Sarah, for being here. I love, love talking with you. I'm so glad we've got to work together so much this past year, and we're looking forward to more.
Oh, thanks for having me. Jennifer, it's been just such a blessing to meet souls like yours and to connect over the miles and to know that next time I go to Hawaii, I'm going to have someone there to say hey and have coffee with. It's just such a joy to connect with people around the world. And I am, I'm truly excited about this upcoming study. And I hope people just give Sabbath rest a chance, you know, because for me, it wasn't something that I even considered. And and as soon as I got hit in the face with it and I I spent some time studying and I realized how important it was. And I'm really hoping that this study really, really impacts people's lives and, and helps them maybe think a little bit differently about rest. You've been listening to my conversation with Sarah Coons, founder of Living by Design Ministries. You can connect with her at livingbydesign.org. Sign up today for her brand new Bible study called Reclaim the Sabbath and learn about the amazing blessings that God has in store for us when we just choose to rest and be with Him. Friends, it is an incredible blessing when I hear from you as listeners via email, some of you who come up to me at church and tell me what a blessing this podcast has been to you. It it means the world to me. So if this podcast has affected you and you listen regularly and the Lord has spoken to you through some of our messages and our speakers here, please go on to iTunes and rate us because you know what that does? That rating actually bumps us up in iTunes so that more people can discover us when they're browsing for new podcasts. And there are so many families out there just looking for hope and encouragement and any kind of stability that comes from God's word and his will for our lives. So just click through on the links in the show notes, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter. And as always, have a blessed week with your family, love on them, practice Sabbath rest, and let us know what amazing things God begins to do in your life when you're obedient to Him. You've been listening to the Practical Family Podcast, where we are encouraging families just like yours to build strong foundations and healthy homes.